This episode of the Due North Outdoors podcast is presented by Aquarius Home Services and Ace Solid Waste. Are you tired of your job and wish that you could start a new career? Well, now you can. Ace Solid Waste is an award-winning waste management company, and they are looking for people just like you. Ace Solid Waste has over 60 years of experience servicing customers in the Minneapolis metro area, and their company is growing. Ace provides themselves on having safe, reliable, friendly, and professional employees that set their team apart. Their talented staff will run you through Ace University and prepare you for the position that best fits your skill sets. From truck driver operator to mechanic, operations to customer service, there is a perfect role at Ace waiting just for you. Plus, you'll receive competitive salary, benefits, and paid vacation. Life is short. Don't stay at a job that's not right for you. Experience the ace difference today. Check them out at acesolidwaste.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Do North Outdoors podcast. I am your host today, Travis Frank. Natalie Dillon is not in the building today. I don't know what she's doing. Last time she was out, Brandon, I think she was... uh, Trying to set a new iceberg traveling record. Yeah, something like that. Trying to be in, she wants to be in the Guinness book, guys. And so she thought, you know, Natty up north, it makes sense for her to see how far she can ride an iceberg. Um, she did not set a record. Um, curious to find out what she's doing right now to get in the record books. I'm assuming that's what she's doing right now. But the show must go on, and I'm grateful that you both have made the time to join us today. Megan Crone and Joe Rolfling of Sportsman's Guide are in the building today. And we're going to get heavy into gear, outdoor gear. And ICAST just concluded a couple days ago. And I think we'll start in the fishing world at ICAST because ICAST, if you're not familiar with it, is where all of the fishing brands in the world come together and they unveil all of their new products moving forward. Joe, you were just down in Orlando, Florida at ICAST. We'll begin with you, but before we talk about that, quick introduce yourself, how long you've been with Sportsman's Guide, and what your role is. Yeah, first of all, thanks for having us on your podcast here today, Travis. Um, Yeah, my name is Joe Rolfing, Merchandise Manager at Sportsman's Guide in the Fishing Division. Uh, Been with the company for, just hit my four-year mark in July here, so. Nice blown by um what'd you do before that so before that i was actually with a brief stint with mid-states distributing which is like a farm and ranch okay um, co-op operation um and then before that uh most of my professional career has been um with gander mountain okay and then through uh the transition with gander outdoors there so i've just notched over 11 years in the outdoor industry under my belt yeah um we'll we'll talk about the trends yeah because loving every second of it Yeah. yeah megan how about you Hi, yes, I'm Megan Crone, and thanks again, Travis, for having us here Um, at Sportsman's Guide. I am a senior site planner, and I work with Joe with the fishing and boating, along with uh, our camping division and outdoor recreational. But then I also have the privilege of managing our sponsorships and partnerships, which is where Travis and I uh, started our relationship. And I've been with Sportsman's Guide in this role for just almost a year. Um, I also worked at Sportsman's Guide previously on the merchandising side of the business um, for almost two years. And like Joe, I just about turned over my 10th year in the outdoor industry with um, Camping World and Gander Outdoors and also Cabela's, where I originated from. So you guys have been around, you've seen a lot, and this this world is constantly evolving, the outdoor world. So we'll, we'll dive into that. I think hopefully people come away with a little bit of an understanding about what it's like to be in your shoes. Um, Sportsman's Guide, in my opinion, is, is kind of like an Amazon for the outdoor world. I know you wouldn't say that because you can't use the word Amazon, but the amount of product that you guys sell and i've been able to go through your warehouse with you it is insane the amount of outdoor goods you had and the way people shop today are are just leaning towards you know exactly what you guys do over there which is why i think it's exciting for you guys to be a part of it now too just the growth that you've seen in the online shopping especially in the outdoor world people don't always want to go to a box store anymore to get their goods and they they can get it right online there. And that's where you guys specialize in. 
Yeah, I think it's awesome. Um, you know, with that perception that, you know, we've, we as a company have been around since 1970, um, you know, heavily focused as a catalog business in the early years, transitioning um, in the 90s and early thousands into more e-com driven. Um, but yeah, like you said, that warehouse, I just checked this morning. I think there's 100,000 items in there right now. 100,000 different items. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's crazy to me. 100,000 unique items. And, um, and you know, with that, with that perception they mentioned on Amazon and stuff, you know, that was a reality um, for a long time. Um, and, you know, we've put a lot of hard work and focus, new ownership, new leadership the last couple of years mm -hmm. on changing that perception on a more of a national level. Um, and obviously you're right in our backyard here and, and you still think that. So, you know, yeah. not a bad thing, um, but we're really honing in on, on that outdoor enthusiast and making sure that if they want to, you know, prep for their hunt, prep for their fishing trip, go camping, whatever it is, that over time we're evolving to out, be able to outfit them with whatever they need for a successful adventure outdoors. So Yeah, and you pretty much sell all the major brands in in hunting, fishing, camping, outdoor, home, home, you know, yep, home and cabin. Yep. Home and cabin. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, there's some room there to get some more brands that are very credible in the outdoor space. But um yeah, that's what we pride ourselves on is making sure that we have the best brands for, you know, those avid enthusiasts or the weekend warrior or whoever it is, right? We want to make yep. sure that we carry the best so that you're outfitted successfully. Well, what's interesting too, and Joe, you and I had talked about this a few months ago, um, before your new line of fishing rods hit the market, you, you're like, here, check this out. What do you think of this? Yeah. And uh, you also have your own line too. Yep. So you physically got to hand make your own line of, of fishing rods. Yeah, first and, time. And you just launched those. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit because I've put them to the test now for about almost a month, I'd say. Okay. And phenomenal and i'll tell you why when we get to that point but yeah, you perfect. just returned from icast so what was your role when you went to icast so my role um going to icast was i'm the merchandise manager in fishing so it's my goal and my job to um, curate the best assortment for our consumers to purchase from sportsman's guide right so mm -hmm. um you know i'm on the ground floor of picking the brands picking the items um being on top of trends is a big piece of that obviously yeah. right um making sure we're getting the brands that we want if we don't have them yet. Um, so I'm, I'm strapping up the boots and I'm pacing that ICAST floor going from aisle to aisle, yeah. um, you know, looking at what's the latest in trend, what's the brand I want, you know, just getting the lay of the land. Um, ICAST is the international fishing show. So it's the first time at mass that a lot of the people in my role from all over the world get to see new products in one spot. Put your hands on. Yeah. Put your hands on them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a new product showcase that, you know, these brands will pitch their items for an ICAST award winner um, in each category. So freshwater, you know, it's it's crazy how many levels there are in categories within fishing. Yep. Um, but I think I read that uh, there was just right around 1,300 new items at ICAST this year, which for me, um, walking the show versus the last couple of years, it's definite. Um, it definitely looks like the R&D that was paused during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, just because of, you know, there's no capacity in manufacturing, right? And, yeah. and freight increases went up so drastically um, that it, it put a lot of people um, and companies both on the retail side and manufacturing side in a tough spot. And so there wasn't a lot of forward momentum to get some of those projects completed. Yep. And so I felt like a lot of things got paused um, the last 18 months to two years. And walking this show, um, it definitely felt like the representation across multiple brands that, okay, R&D is back up and working. We're actively pursuing new items and new yeah. technologies in this space. And so it was just a lot of fun um, seeing all that come to fruition and be able to touch and feel it. As a fisherman, you are. What did you see there that you were just like, oh, I cannot wait to use that? Oh, man, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, you know, I think for me, from a technology standpoint, uh, there's a brand in the space called Cast King. Um, and you know, they had some very forward, forward progressing technology within their bait cast reels. Okay. Um, and you think of what live sonar is doing to the industry right now with, you know, everyone's forming that fish. We're 50 feet out cast at it. This reel, um, the eye reel, it tracks via app, how far you're casting your retrieve rate. So that over time Shut you can take, up. you can take notes of like, okay, I was on this lake in this corner. 
This was the conditions. My retriever was this. This is where I had the success. So there's like a computer. Yeah, there's a computer the chip inside of it. And they have two models. They have a, and I'm not going to get all this hundred percent correct. Cause I'm still a little foggy from, yeah. from all the dust settling from it. But, um, but yeah, just that technology and, and just that the introduction to that technology in space was what they really got to this year. But you just look ahead of, okay, now that that technology is here, like what are the endless options that we could do with this technology, right? Yeah. Like you saw a little bit with Shimano's DC braking technology and just what that did to the industry and baitcast reels. And then you're just starting to see kind of the new evolution of technology. Um, so from a technological standpoint, that one really kind of blew me away. Um, How does that equate to catching more fish? Because <laughs> at the end of the day, when you go fishing, the goal is always the same. No, for sure. And honestly, like jury's still out a little bit. Um, I'm like I said, I'm still trying to decipher how I feel about what I saw <laughs> right. in some capacity, right? But um, I would say that's the one thing that stuck out from a technology standpoint. And again, I didn't see every 1,300 item that was out there. Um, full transparency, sure. But um, I don't think it's possible. No, to not at all. Not it's at all. Only, not it's at all. Four days. It's four days, yeah, yep, from nine to five, nine to six. Um, and of course, you see your industry buddies, and and so it's not like we're super productive <laughs> every, every second of every uh, Megan, you didn't hear that, uh, yep, yep. but no, it was great. Um, I would say, you know, another exciting thing was outside of just the breadth of and refreshness of a lot of brands, I would say from that $59 price point to that 79 and then all the way up to 109. You know, a lot of these flagship real series from the Shimano's, the Daiwa's, um, Luz, um, I know I'm forgetting some, Pflugers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was nice to see those legacy products like the Pfluger President spinning reel um, get a complete facelift. That's been an industry standard spinning reel at 59 69 bucks for 15 years. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I mean, I'm going to get some that wrong, right? But, yeah. but just seeing... You know, what used to be that $200, $250 technology in these reels come down to affordable price points where, you know, most anglers are um, with aesthetics that still look like a $200 reel, $150 reel. Um, that was really, really cool to see um, with some added features and benefits to it. Too. What did so, they tell you that you can kind of behind the scenes relay to the angler that's listening is the reason why they're able to bring those price points down and still keep quality or why do they tell you that you should believe the quality's up? Yeah, I think a lot of it is just, you know, going back to that R and D, um, you know, as you, as you focus in on specific technologies that you want to bring into a reel, I think you don't want to start from the ground up. You want to have that be your pinnacle thing at the time. Right. So, you know, you can't get DC technology, anything under 250 bucks, I think 240 bucks, 210 bucks, something like that. Um, for instance, but I think it's just the, the nature of, learning more in, in technology and introducing technology into reels that's just allowing things to now trickle down into price points that um, make sense. And honestly, like marketing too, right? There's a lot of verbiage. You look at a sell sheet of two pretty close reels, there's a lot of words on that page. And I think for, you know, for me in my role, it's really important to decipher those, that marketing jargon. Megan, no offense, I know you're a marketing expert and you're really good at that too. But these brands obviously want to sell their products, right? So it's, there's a lot of fluff on a page and just understanding um, why is this better than last year's version or how would you compare this to, to this reel, I think is really important. Yeah. Um, and that's where Megan and I really partner on Sportsman's Guide to, you know, as I decipher this, it's like, Megan, we got to tell everyone about this. So, you know, that's why we're in lockstep on a lot of our marketing messages and stuff like that. But um, I think it's just more affordable to bring those technologies down at the end of the day into these price points that make sense. Because obviously they're looking ahead five to seven years on what's the next technology out there. And, you sure. know, that's going to pop out at a $300 reel over time and then make its way down as well. Well, this is why I really was excited to have both of you guys in today. You, you, a lot of times when I'm talking to somebody in this industry, they're explaining things from their very, you know, tunnel vision view because right, it's their right. products they're making they're explaining it yeah. you sell all the brands yeah so we can have a real conversation yeah. here about yeah. what really stands yeah. out to you yeah. and what you think is the best yep. but also you have numbers to back up what what are people buying what do they want what you know you talk about this 200 300 400 reel mm-hmm. and then you got a 60 80 dollar reel you know what when you guys have to per- make your orders and sell product you're 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 trying to figure out what people are buying so what are they buying right now today 
Yeah, it's an interesting year to understand who is buying this and what are they buying for sure. Because obviously, backing up a couple of years during the pandemic, you have product was hard to get and no one was at an office working, you know, right? So everyone's fishing, everyone's outside doing whatever they found themselves doing. Getting back into it or start. Yep, 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 (laughs) yep. Um, And so, yeah, the customer that was like, hey, this is available. It's not exactly what I wanted, but it's available and I want it now. And then that shifted into kind of the supply chain customer to where, you know, in 2021, if you were shopping on Amazon and you wanted something, it was like, oh, sorry, it's back ordered for six months. And so that triggered a frenzy in the space of like, okay. I see the hunting. I see, well, yeah, I see hunting season coming down the pipeline. Six months. I see ice fishing coming down the pipeline. Yeah, I don't need my ice auger now, but I see ones available. And yeah, it's June, but I gotta buy it because I don't know if I'll be able Ammunition. to get it. Ammunition. Ammunition. Exactly. Yes. And so now, as we come into 2023, obviously you have that that capacity and all that product landing stateside that it's everywhere now. And so the consumer is seeing it readily available for when they want it. So now we're seeing purchases, um, you know, a week out of part of that participation in that event, right? So it's like, I'm going fishing next weekend. I should probably get my reel instead of looking months ahead. Um, but to answer your question, you know, the legacy brands like the Daiwa and the Shimano's, you know, they've, they've never slowed down. Um, I would say from a price point, price point standpoint, you have that premium customer that's never really let off. You know, the $250 rods, $600 rods, $400 rods, reels, um, you know, that's been kind of steady. If you break down the, you know, all of them and, you know, the the percentage of high end, percentage in the middle, percentage of low end, yeah. where do they fall by the average? Consumer? Yeah, I would say, I would say, you know, for us and the data set we see, um, and again, we're really fresh as a company in this space and we're continuing to evolve. Um, you know, for us, anything north of 300 bucks, that's 10, 12% of purchases, okay. um, in rods, you know, we, our customers spending, um, you know, two to 300 bucks on a reel pretty frequently, um, especially as these new technologies come down, they see that. Um, but I feel in general that opening price point and that high end price point, um, is, is driving the business right now. That middle has been kind of the. It's been wonky because there's so much product stateside that you're seeing flash sales mm-hmm. in May, June that are Black Friday-esque type deals happening right in peak season. And so it's just a really wonky time in the industry. What, um, what causes that, can I ask? You yeah, know, so that's when the... When you decide or when a company would decide to yeah. run those sales? Yeah, so, you know, I talked about earlier where you can't, you were not able to get those products due to manufacturing capacity abroad right yep. and so now there's tons of capacity that pandemic craze has died down now everyone's back in the office participation frequency in those events is definitely simmered down that that person looking to upgrade is there but it's definitely slowed down right so now you think of the lag time of a overseas shipment 120 days 180 days now all of a sudden it's 45 days so there's just this momentum of product that has to it's on a boat it's coming. It's coming. So you it's coming. It out. And so, and so all these vendors, obviously, um, you know, their warehouses are only so big where, you know, they forecasted the pandemic esque type things and, and sales and, and it's not coming to fruition. So they're forced to, you know, to stay on the trajectory of introducing newness and whatnot. They have to get rid of some of the old, um, going away end of life product. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's just a lot of that in the market right now. And there's a lot of, um, angst just do think, with do you think consumers can expect more sales and megan you can jump in on this too if you yeah, want absolutely. at any time but do you feel like there's more because of the supply there's going to be more of these sales coming up that consumers can look for yeah i think so um you know being on the front lines and, and actively purchasing product i would say that there's definitely been a little bit of a slowdown on on the amount of product out there but there's still plenty of product out there more than you'd see in a 2018 2019 type year pre-pandemic um i think it'll we've definitely started to probably see that transition and it's going to be going away but i still think with what's out there in the fishing space um there will be some opportunities to continue to capitalize through the year and maybe even into the early part of next year but at the same time there's a lot of really cool newness coming (laughs) and so that consumer is going to be like i see this real 
it's forty dollars off, but the new one has this technology for the same price point. You know, it, so it's it so it's like that value that catches yeah. the fish for you. Yeah, yeah. So unless it comes with a stick of dynamite, and, you know, <laughs> just kidding. But, but yeah, there's some consumers will have to make some decisions if they want to if they're the value consumer or if they want the new and latest greatest technology. Megan, does, what do you think? Does, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where you know, from a marketing standpoint, when Joe and I get together, or you know, my counterparts uh, feeding the other side of the business at Sportsman's Guide with the clothing and apparel and, and hunting and going into hunting season. That's what makes our job very, you know, day in and day out. It's very different. It's trying to be creative with new and innovative ways to message this out to customer and not to sound like a, a broken record, like sale, 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 sale. But then how, when, how many lovers can we pull? How many, you know, if it's through social media, affiliates, site-wide emails, there's different lover, lovers to pull um, and you just have to make sure that you're strategic about that and not just running its course and, and turning people off. You know, mm -hmm. I'm subscribing from your emails, like just deleting your emails. Yeah. Too many yeah, sales is also. Something, I'll just come find you. Yeah. It's also, a, you know, it's a double-edged sword. It's, you know, there's a lot of great product that we have and a lot of other retailers, you know, this is nationwide. It's, it's not just specific to us, but, you know. Great, get great goods. We don't want to miss out on these deals. Yeah, but you know, it's just leveraging. How much is that, like time wise? Because I know I'll take uh, ice fishing for instance. Of like, I don't know if it's ninety percent of sales come in the months of November and December, somewhere in that range, right? You know, so yeah. your timing can be off by a couple of weeks. People get in the mindset once it, once hunting season wraps up, and it's like, okay, we're gonna go ice fishing in the next. 10, 20 days, I need a new house, I need a new auger, I need new rod and reels, whatever. And I, you know, talking with some of our partners too, they say, this is our big window right in here to hit that. And weather can dictate oh. a little bit too of the buying power. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's funny. Um, we see a little blip in sales actually starting now in the middle of August of that that hunter, um, primarily a big game guy that doesn't know, or gal, that doesn't know if they'll shoot their their deer on week one, week two, week three. So we'll actually see some a little bump in ice fishing sales because they're kind of buying for fall. Mm. So it starts like, already. Yeah, it this. starts already because when I when I shoot that deer, if it's later in the season, like I'm not wasting my time going shopping now for ice fishing. So it's like if there's something I want, yeah. I'm buying it now so that when I do get that deer, whether earlier or later, I don't have to miss a beat and I can just go right to the ice. And so it's just funny on consumer buying habits. It's not a, not every sale is like yeah. that, right? But the the Uber enthusiasts, they're they're not. So we all work that out pretty once. closely with Pheasants Forever for our Upland Bird Hunting TV shows, and there's something about July Fourth. After July Fourth, people are like, "Okay, summer's ending. I'm going hunting soon. Everything clicks up, and it's like a they can look at the statistics and their their you know interaction on social on website, what traffic they get, and um, it's. It's like something happens right after July 4th. The fireworks are done. All right, yep. put everything. Spring is over. Summer's over. We're going hunting soon. And the the just like the craze only goes up from that point on. You yeah. see that, I assume, then as well. That That's probably speaking to what you just mentioned there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, from a sales perspective and then like I, you know, from a personal perspective, it's like, you know, I took my bow to the archery shop last night and got more draw weight added to it. Like it's shooting are you every pumping night. up, Megan? Yeah, I'm pumping up. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> Megan's always leveling up. I feel like yeah. she's always getting better. Can you keep up with her? If, if you guys went hunting together. We all have our fortes. And yeah. I think Megan probably <laughs> would give me a run for my money and probably edge me out, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she's okay. Legit. So your strength would be catching a big fish over Megan and she'd probably shoot the big I'd bull out. From, yeah, I'd probably say that. I mean, yeah. I'm, a big upland, not, I'm a big upland hunter as well. And I know Megan can outshoot me there. Really? So, oh, yeah. Do sporting clays after work? Yeah, Megan's out there every week. Do you Megan, really? Megan's yeah. out there every week. So you, your um, headquarters in St. Paul, Sportsman's Guide. South St. Paul, right yep. off of 494 and Hardman. And a lot of people, they know it as a national, you know, national store because it's online. Uh, people in the metro here know that you can go to a physical box store and buy everything there too. But I have to imagine the vast majority being that you have a hundred thousand SKUs in your warehouse is the online store. Definitely, yeah, sure. definitely online. What is unique about Sportsman's Guide and the retail store that is attached to our headquarters office and our warehouse is that we have a quick order counter. 
So if you walk into our store, anything that is online, anything that you see in our catalog is at your disposal, is in that warehouse. You can place your order there in store, have it picked for you that same while you're standing there, Mm -hmm. 10, 15, 20 minutes, depending on the size of your order. Um, And then you can walk out the door with your order. No, no. Um, Shipping fees. Sure. You might even find a little extra walking around the store while you're waiting for your purchase. Um, there's a firearm counter there as well. It's a very unique experience for those that walk in. You can't really walk into many retailers and have the full gamut of what they sell. Yeah. Um, but the warehouse yeah, is at your like, disposal. You have anything in the back? Yeah. yeah. You have these yeah. in a size nine yeah. in the back? Yeah. yeah. Well, it turns out we do, actually. Yeah. The, the full warehouse is at your disposal when you walk in those doors and anything that is online in our catalog is set up um, from the from the warehouse perspective and it's at, at your will what you That's want. That's dangerous for some Oh, it's a sneaky secret that Megan and I want to make sure we get out. I mean, that, that store is an evolution too. Um, you know, there's more bigger brands going in there, um, nationwide brands. When we talk about wanting the best brands, you get into the point now where you see it on the website, but you'll start to also see it in the store. So you can go buy a St. Croix rod, you can go buy AFCO, yep. um, in there, um, and a bunch of other brands, obviously on the fall business side, but yeah, Megan, Megan's right with that. You can walk right in, hop on the, the little kiosk and have it, all right, have it all Shop right away. there Yeah, it's so cool. yeah. and save a little shipping. Right. So. Yep. Okay. Let's get back to, we're going to talk hunting. We'll, we'll do that as well, but, um, let's get back to ICAST because there's some lures. What did you see in the lure world that <laughs> look at you? You kind of like smirking. Yeah, no right lures. Uh, oh yeah. You've got it on your water bottle. I love yep, it. Got my little sticker. What does uh, it yeah, say? So, uh, can yeah, see yeah. Right. So, so I would say, um, you know, the lure brands that had the most buzz, um, Z-Man, Z-Man fishing, they're, they're doing a lot of really good stuff. They have some good technologies and in, in lures with that Elastec um, technology, which allows you to kind of bend a soft plastic and pull on a soft plastic inches and inches, and it will not break. So you see the inshore fishermen um, gravitating there, and obviously, you know, two, three, two, three critters up here. Um, you know, you don't have to go through 500 bags of that. Um, so that was good. They have a lot of new things with the gobius and the mullet. Um, you know, some pre-rigged swim baits, hooks upright on the back dorsal. So you don't, you're not worrying about snagging stuff as you're going through the weeds and, and whatnot. So that was pretty cool. Um, they have some micro stuff that, you know, I, up here in the North, totally applicable to ice fishing, um, in some scenarios, but I would say the most buzz obviously with, with Rappel in our backyard here, um, you know, they partnered with Jacob Wheeler on a, a soft plastic series called Crush City. Um, so there's five shapes, um, there and, it was awesome to learn more about that and just have Jacob sit down with you and, and talk through the inspiration on why, um, you know, I, I would say that that from what I saw from a lure perspective, they probably had the most buzz there and not just the soft plastics, you know, they, they came out with the shad wrap elite that has, you know, it's the, your, your typical balsa shad wrap, but it's got a through wire construction and some really nice paint finish on those that, you know, are not too much more, um, you could from the hold, typical, yeah. yeah, you can like, you can touch and feel and be like, oh, this is durable. This right. is sweet. It's only a dollar or two more than, um, and it looks like, oh, I mean, you could hold that real fish next to it. And it's, 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 it's crazy. A- the, the match, the hatch colors, mm-hmm. um, from all of these brands, just the, the nature of these paint jobs yep. you know, is just incredible. And the, the detail, um, yeah, Rapala, they had a lot of good stuff going, um, so for sure. I- I saw your videos that you did down there. Oh and yeah, I was yeah. so jealous when you yeah. were talking to Wheeler about this yeah. because I I got a shipment of Crush City yeah. in um, April or May. Yeah, and I knew this was coming. Yeah, but obviously being friends with them yep. and working with them for so long, we kind of get to test some things out. Yeah, and here's a true story: we're family vacation in the end of May or early June. <clears throat> family vacation. And we go to this lake up in northern Wisconsin. Never been on it before. Don't even know what swims in that lake. But I'm like, I got these brand new Crush City lures. And I'm like, I got to throw it. So I throw a paddle tail on a jig head. And third cast, I catch like a 22-inch walleye. And I'm like, oh, Crush City. Crush City. And I have my boy and my nephew and my mom in the boat. And they're like, I want a Crush City. Hey, can I have a Crush City? Like, I'm like, this day. 
I didn't even, it's the first time I've rigged one up. Yeah. And pretty soon they're hoisting yeah. a big old large mouth and a small mouth on the other side. Like, oh yeah, it's like Crush City. Yeah. Now I got yep. all the kids are yelling, Crush City. Hey, I want a Crush City. Can I use a Crush City? Back on shore. Hey, you got any of that Crush City? Like, that was exactly what Matt Jensen, who's the marketing yep. director at yep. Rampola, dreamt of happening. Yeah. It's like this next generation. And honestly, I've been fishing with it all summer. And I'm glad that you brought that up because it's awesome. You know, the, and Wheeler probably gave you the explanation. Maybe I'll let you explain why. But essentially, you know, it's that elastic, the the material that you're talking about, the plastic, um, you know, but there's a buoyancy to it. And so there's a Ned rig. And that is really amazing. I mean, yeah. you can catch yeah. a lot of fish on one bait. But the buoyancy is the big deal. Mm -hmm. So when your Ned hits the bottom, you don't want the plastic to lay flat either. You want it to stick right. up yep so there's some flavors there too so you get all of that into it and that's why wheeler's so pumped jacob wheeler's so pumped about yeah. it and obviously he he cashes a big checks on the tour yeah um you know so they're really excited about it i've taken it out i've used it it's awesome yeah i've i've taken a couple of shapes for some test runs here the last month or two as well and and it's it's funny um definitely definitely caught some fish but it's funny you know there's there's five shapes in that crush city customs assortment and you know they the team worked on smart injection technology i believe it's called and so it's not just five shapes same plastics same everything same amount of salt flake you know general here's the assortment each shape has its own infusion of oh, a really? little more a little less huh. a little change here a little change here so if like that, the crawdad. I forget the the series name of that one. But the first thing I did when I took it out of the box was just see how far I could stretch those those legs. legs. Yep. And you know, it's a very finesse finessey plastic. And when they designed that thing, they wanted all those appendages. They wanted those those claws to rise up on the uh, when you know once you hit the floor. They wanted those to rise. And so, you know, I kind of balked at it at first of like, okay, like don't quite get it. But then actual, you know, fishing myself, talking with Jacob down at iCast. And just learning more about it, it's like, oh, this does make sense of why you would want that net BLT to have a little more different density of X, Y, and Z versus the mayor swim bait versus, yeah. you know, the other. So, yeah, those um, those bass tournament guys, I mean, the, the differences, the details, the hooks, the the density of a jig head. I mean, the line diameter, there's so much that's going through their brain. It's fun to get into that world a little bit and understand why, because yes, you can go out and catch a bass on a lot of different plastics, but then there's, there's something that exists that separates you. And that's the difference in cashing a $5,000 check or a $100,000 check at the end of the day. And so they're paying attention to those details. And when they get involved with designing things, that's when things get really fun. Yeah. And if you pay attention to it and you understand it, there's more behind allure than just wow oh, yeah that one's 7.99 and this one's 7.29 i'll take yeah. the 7.29 you know um it's it's fascinating to me that's why i'm kind of jealous that you get to go and talk to him specifically about it and what was going on in his mind yeah um but yeah that's that's a fun one and also i it's not really a, kind of a spoiler alert they're, they've got more that they're going to be unveiling next year and the years coming and rapala forever and ever has been hard baits you know oh, yeah. crank baits yeah. and they've yep. really expanded and are going to continue to expand which is yeah. exciting yeah i think i think them it was telling when they you know i sat down with Rapolo um and team and kind of saw that that offering um you know it was telling that they wanted a trademark and brand crush city customs because you could just tell with that it's like okay if you're going to do this you're laying some brickwork down for yeah a whole nother series so that's that's cool to see it's exciting um yeah but i mean you know, Shimano came out with some Mastiff fluorocarbon, um, just a bunch of facelifts. All, there was just a lot, but I would say from a lure perspective, um, Shimano, um, sorry, Raplo and the Crush City they Customs won, definitely. Did they win the award for best new? Oh, you know, I there's didn't too many awards. There's a lot. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the time. Anything about. really? I, I, friend of mine that works at Lawrence, I asked him what he's excited about this year coming out, and he said next year's the year. For them to be, you know, like where yeah. he really felt like they're going to unveil some pretty amazing technology. Yeah. This year, it's really upping the the mid range graphs. Yep. Um, you know, but as far as 
what you saw in the technology side of fishing. Anything stand out to you? You know, my counterpart, um, Tony, he, he is the merch manager for, for Marine Electronics and Trolling, and he was, he was down in the trenches getting the lay of the land there. So I'm, I'm coming at this at a high surface level, but I would agree with your assessment on, you know, there was some new stuff from Encoda with the Quest, um, Quest HD. You know, they shipped it to all brushless motors, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, <laughs> the marine electronics and trolling industry and the, or that part of the industry, it's I feel like it's kind of like an ever-evolving arms race, right? So as soon as there's technologies, it's like there's people that get it done quick. There's people that get it done fast and quick. There's people that get it done right. There's people that will wait. And then just come out with two years ahead technology, right? So it's just yeah, it's just ever evolving and and um well, know, the life scope, that life scope deal, I would say even from a lure perspective, that was the you know, outside of the Crush City stuff, um, the Z Man stuff, like life scope jigs. It's like, oh yeah, it's just a bigger jig head so you can see it on your life scope better. Whereas my perspective, it's like, well, why wouldn't you just if you want to hit the fish on the head on the life scope, why don't you just size up? So, you know, there's, yep. there's that marketing yep. aspect to it. And then there's the, well, what does this functionally do for me fishing? Yeah. Do um, I catch more fish? Yes, you? exactly. So when you get these and you've seen it in Lawrence, Garmin, um, Humminbird, there, this competition has been driving those three brands for yeah. the last yeah. several decades, but yeah. really in this whole live technology, it's, mm-hmm. it's stepped up. But like you mentioned the brushless. You know, Lawrence has had a brushless trolling motor. I've had one of theirs for, I think, five years now. And, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of power. It's quiet. It's awesome. You know, so now you're seeing Minkota go over to brushless yep. on theirs, too. Yep. And, and each company has their own perks and something. Exactly. They, you know, but. Um, Chevy Dodge Ford. We all, every angler wins at the end of the day when those oh, companies man. compete. Because they have to make it oh, better 100%. and they have to make it cheaper. 100%. Yeah, I mean. I'm just praying for the crappie population. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll, we'll all put it back our walleyes and, and our muskies and, but yep. those crappies are good. And they I just hope that escape. we, I hope we as anglers and conservation and whatnot, we find an ounce of, yep. You know what? My grandson needs to have a crappie in his life. So I, you know, they're just, it's a cheat code. It is. It really it's is. Crazy. But there's also, and we, this is a whole biology and ecosystem thing. There's also, a lot of systems that are out of whack yeah, and therefore could use a cull, you know, and like I'll take Lake Minnetonka right in our backyard here. There are so many billions of bluegills in that lake that it could lose. If, if we went in there and took about a billion of them out, the rest of the population would benefit from it because sure. they're just, they're overpopulated. I was legitimately bobber fishing with my my sons and some friends on Lake Minnetonka last night. And we we're in the slip, just looked down, and there's 25, you know, pumpkin seeds and yep. crappies. And it's you just can't like, get away from And like, it was just like, whoa. Yep. Like, and then you go over 100 yards down beach, and it's the same thing. They're just forever. And they're not, so, they're not reaching sure. the max no. size. Yeah. And, and yeah. so, you know, that's Lake to lake because there's some yeah. lakes that you do need to protect the population is just where it's supposed to be and then that's where it can really hurt trophy fish obviously need to be managed summer is here and our friends at aquarius home services are celebrating summer in style with a mega sale now through august 12th aquarius is offering 25 percent off a whole home Connecticut water treatment system i have a Connecticut water treatment system in my home and i love it and most importantly My wife loves it too. So do our kids. Clear, clean, safe drinking water. It's the best. Trust me. Safe, worry-free water is peace of mind. It's also spotless dishes and softer clothes. That's 25% off any new non-electric Connecticut whole home water treatment system. Whether you have city or well water, your independent authorized Connecticut dealer will give you a free water analysis and help you make the best decision for your family. Schedule it today at ConnecticutMN.com. Aquarius Home Services believe in earning the right to be recommended. Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. 
10 cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. Megan, I feel like we've really left you out of yeah, this sorry, conversation. Megan. That's right? fine. I've enjoyed uh, listening you two talk shop. <laughs> um, I could talk shop for all. Oh, yeah. Hours. Yeah, it's a slippery slope for me. I love it. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk about your side of, of things. What do you really focus heavily on, Megan? Um, from a site perspective, you know, it, it's, it's working with, digital marketing as a, as a whole and pulling, trying new things, um, new social media. Like if, are we getting into the TikTok world? Are we getting in face? You? There have been a couple TikToks. <laughs> um, Moose was on a TikTok a couple, a couple months back. Um, but it's really working together to making sure that my partnership with Joe and any of the other merch managers is told without throughout the whole company, like, you know, working together, you know, Joe and Tony are very, you know, adamant about their fishing and boating product and how are we going to market that out? And then it's working with my other counterparts who have hunting and firearms and ammo. And it's making sure that we holistically tell the rich story, you know, that we are selling everything that's diverse in the outdoor industry. Um, but having fun with it. And that is, you know, leveraging partnerships, you know, whether that's working with a vendor directly and how can we build a relationship with Shimano? I think Joe and I built a, a brand page experience about the Shimano reels, you know, building relationships and how can we market that to our customer um, with those top brands and the credible, durable brands that, that we sell. So from a, from a site perspective, a lot of it is just making sure that we're telling that story that, hey, whatever you need for the outdoors, whether it's hunting, fishing, sporting clays. Um, we have home and cabin decor, the apparel and footwear to get out to do these things. You know, the, the brands that we partner with, along with our private label brands, you know, we're here for you. A lot of us, I'd say over 90% of everybody that works at Sportsman's Guide, they live that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and that's why, you know, I, I love what I do. I love the industry because I come to work and I'm passionate about what I'm selling because I'm most likely using it too. And then that's where the feedback comes into play. It's like, Hey, I, I took this out. This is what I found with it. How can we make this better? This is what I really liked, you know, and to have that and bringing those tools with you every day to work is great. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I want to talk about building your own gear too, because you've got hands-on experience with that now. Um, stuff that works and stuff that flops. But first, Megan, before we switch there, one thing that I I really enjoy is working with people that support a lot of the wild places that we all love so much, you know, and that's something that you guys I know are really passionate about is is the conservation partnerships too. And and how has that evolved since you guys have started working there? Yeah. So um a part of when I came on board last September with Sportsman's Guide was maintaining, managing our partnerships. Um, and as you know, that's a lot with Pheasants Forever, Quail yeah. Forever, NWTF, Whitetails Unlimited, USA Clay Target League based out of Egan here in Minnesota. Um, the few, which is the foundation for exceptional warriors. So kind of making sure that, you know, everybody feels supported, whether it's kids, women's veterans, those that love the outdoor industry. Um, it's, it's really building those relationships and we all have the same common goal. And that is to conserve, conserve and preserve the wildlife habitat that we all love to enjoy, whether that's lakes and fields and forests and streams and rivers. Um, and as a part of that, we started doing, I know you, you were, I talked to you about this a little bit earlier this year, but the conservation partnership roundup. So in Sportsman's Guide, we implemented, you know, people that love the outdoors that shop with us. We're giving them an opportunity to donate to this outdoor conservation fund, which at the end of the year, we'll be able to split across the partnerships that we have cool. between the Pheasants Forever, NWTF, Whitetails Unlimited, et cetera. That was implemented the beginning of April. So we're about three and a half months in. Our amazing customers can either round up to the nearest dollar, donate a dollar, donate five, or donate 10. 
in three and a half months, we're up to $19,000 that our customers have. Just choose to. Choose to, to support what they love to do in the habitat that they harvest their big kill in or, you know, take their grandkids fishing in. Um, so being able to be involved and be an advocate for our partners who work so hard and diligently to preserve these lands um, is when I pulled those numbers this week and I saw that, I was just like, wow, cool. That's incredible. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I kind of, kind of did a, I think I did a guessing game with Joe yesterday. I'm like, guess how much, guess how much. And, you know, everyone's just blown away, like $19,000 that, that our customers are, you know what? I'm passionate about this too. Thanks for letting me do my part yeah. um, in, in helping out with this and, and saving the land that I might be hunting on or the future generation. So right. it, it matters. It makes a difference. It does. And, and Sportsman's Guide is taking a, a big step in that direction and, and helping where we can. Hopefully that'll continue to grow there. Uh, let's talk about developing your own line of of gear because guide gear is, is your own, um, house brand. Yeah. And I, let's just, let's go to the core rods, Joe, cause you yeah. just finished building these and I was in your office and you handed the rod to me and you're like, what do you think? And I picked up and, you know, and I admit I'm a rod snob. I know what I like and usually costs about $400, $420 per rod uh, when I purchase them, but there's a reason why, you know, like I want the very best that I can. And so when I picked up that rod, I go, how much are you charging for this? And I think you said it was 79.99. What was it again? 89.99. I was like, no way. Yeah. It is sweet. How long did it take you to come up with this line of rods? Yeah. You know, I think, um, yeah, I mean, it's that was a fun project, and luckily for me, um, you know, in my expertise here um, in my short career in the industry, I'm not a rod pro. But the best thing is, you know, with the relationships we have in the industry and and um, you know the leadership team, um, you know, I think when you see fishing at Sportsman's Guide, there's over not to put a total stamp on it, but there's a, there's close to 50 years of industry experience there or over actually, um, between three or four people. So, you know, it's, it's vetting. What have we seen in the past? What have, where are our national brands at? Like, what are, where's there a gap? You know, I think for us, um, all of us merchants at Sportsman's Guide, um, you know, we want to make sure that we give our customers the best value proposition, whether it's a pricing promotion or quality, or in this, in this instance on the core angler series, it's a little bit of both. It's, you know, there's a lot of fluff out there. Costs got inflated over the last couple of years. And there was a major gap at a key price point of just getting people on the water. Um, you know, I didn't want to have anyone strapped for cash wanting a new rod and not giving us a fair look. So I kind of went to it with the objective of how can we get some really good technologies that you see in these $150, $130 rods and, and make it affordable. And, you know, we were lucky enough to between a couple of us in the office and working with our relationships in the industry that we came up with this rod. Um, and it's been an ideation for about eight months now, you know, something we wanted to do. And it was nice to see it come to fruition here in May. So here's a, one question I have. A lot of times when a company comes out with something that's awesome, they find out that the consumer agrees with it. And pretty soon demand goes up, price goes up. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I have a buddy that when he finds something he really likes, he buys like, five of them or 10 of them because yep. he wants to have them forever Yeah, because they'll go out yeah. of stock or they'll For change sure. something. Absolutely. You know, do you see something like that happening? I'll just take this core line of rods anytime soon because the price point on them, in my opinion, is a $200 rod. Perfect. That's what I, yeah. just, that's no, what yeah. I thought For you were sure. going to say, but now you're saying 89. Yeah. So I've put that rod into yeah. a few dozen hands, mm-hmm. you know, different ones. And I said, here, throw this. And they're like, oh, this is sweet. And I go, just, just came out because you sent a couple sample or Megan, you sent me a couple samples yeah, to yeah. say like, what do you, I want your honest opinion on it. And everyone has said the same thing. They're like, how much? And I said, well, mm-hmm. you just take a guess. And yeah. they all kind of hit around that like 170 to 220 yeah. range. They go, nope, 89 bucks. And like, what? Yeah. Where, where do I get it? And then yeah. I tell them. And so sportsmansguide.com. Um, yeah, exactly. And I've, yeah, I've, I've used uh, a couple different ones there and just really been impressed with it. And Thank my you. instant thought, and that one buddy that he does buy, you know, bulk of everything. He goes, 
well, when are they going to change the price? I go, I don't know. So are yeah. they going to? You know, um, can't predict the future because obviously sure. we we buy materials at a cost. And um, But I would say that my main objective with, um, you know, starting this core angler series of rods is to make it accessible to get rods in the boat, rods yeah. on the dock for these consumers. And so just know that if you see this, 89 creep up to 99. I am I in my chair. I'm doing the best dang job possible to ensure that it doesn't. This is not corroding any ounce of the product. Yeah. And if you do see more rods down the down the line come out in the Core Angler series rods, or maybe a new series of rods, that's 149 bucks. You're gonna you're gonna look at that 149 dollars and be like, yep, this is this is a 350 dollar rod. So yeah. that's the goal for me, um, and hit all those links and actions that just make it super accessible and kind of all purposing and achieve multiple different species and techniques of fishing within this rod or this rod or this rod. So I try to make it as easy as possible for that consumer to be like, yep, this is what I want to do. And this is the rod I need. Yeah. Well, I think they're going to be very happy when they, when they purchase it. Good deal. Um, so you've designed this now. It, I would call it a success just yeah. based on my yeah. personal sure. take on it. Have you designed products that have not hit well? That, oh, that it's flop? out there. Yeah. They, I mean, we're not, we're not, you know we're human we bleed red right but yeah. um yes there's there's definitely a lot of that there's what you don't see is the in that eight months all the snafus and changing of suppliers maybe or changing of you know anything or like you thought you had this and then all of a sudden the manufacturer had a cost increase and then it kind of spoiled plan so you know we will always push and we'll always um you know, shoot for success. Obviously, that's the main goal. But yeah, I mean, there's there's flops out there. There's there's trends that change faster than you thought, and so all of a sudden you come out with this product and it's obsolete. Or there's that much newer technology. Um, you know, between Megan and I, and I'm sure you over the years, you've seen some of that come to market. And be like, well, this doesn't make sense. Why sure. why would this be? Because trends just change. So let's talk with some of the trends. Let's talk outdoor clothing trends, Megan. What are we seeing right now? What are people buying? And is it like this, the, um, what are some of these popular brand names that have really blown up in the, you know, like hiking, fishing, hunting? There are a few that stand out, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, from a, a fishing standpoint and what you're seeing too, with a lot of, you know, these apparel brands are starting to have their apparel be more cross-functional. So, you know, a fishing shirt from a hook is something that you can also then, they call it boat to bar, you know, wear it on the, on the water. Then, you, yeah. you know, you can go into a restaurant and you still look like okay. a, like a Saturday afternoon, like you're going, you know, to have a burger and, and a beverage, but then it's also, you know, it's got the moisture wicking, it's got UPF, it's got insect defense where you can wear it hiking. So, you know, there's, there's brands like that cook and Columbia under armor, um, that have that versatile ability to, you want to go hiking in the morning and get on the boat at night? You can wear the same clothes. You know, you're you're, you're covered. Um, and from a from a footwear standpoint, it's just that durability. It's that ability to be able to face multiple terrains and not really know what your day will bring, but you'll be covered. And we have um, great partnerships from a um, like Irish Setter, you know, here in Minnesota as well. And lacrosse and Dan are in our own Boulderton and, and guy gear products that, you know, will outfit customers for whatever they're, they're looking for. Is there a certain trendy brand though, that you're seeing really kind of take over right now? And that's in that clothing space. You know, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I would, would know what that it's, answer it's pretty would evenly be. Spread it's pretty out. evenly spread. I think, you know, some of those customers are very brand loyal um, you know, that you find a, a brand and you yeah. you stick with it, um, because it's served you well and it's very long lasting and, and it's shown its life through its price as well. Um, you know, there's a new hunting brand. I know that sportsman's guides bringing to, to the website this fall, NUMA. Okay. Um, P N U M A. Correct. Yep. yep. So, you know, the new innovation and patterns and, weight of clothing and durability, you know, we're always looking, you know, the merch managers, they do an amazing job just 
getting in the weeds and so many of the merch managers have come from so many different outdoor backgrounds that the contacts they have throughout sure. the industry, yep. you know, they utilize their relationships and build off of them and, you know, and bring them into sportsman's guide for our customer. Gotcha. What are you looking forward to? I mean, obviously you mentioned Numa coming on board, but as far as the hunting industry this fall, um, you know, shot show, that's the big uh, trade uh, show and that usually happens in end of January, I believe. Yeah, January, early February. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yep. And, you know, that's where they kind of unleash their new gear, just like we talked about with ICAST. But going into the fall, this, you know, the last couple of years, I know uh, ammunition, that was just a big deal because people were stockpiling it if they could find it. Because like you said earlier, Joe, yeah, they don't need it now, but they know they're going to. And if they can get it, you know, now, are you seeing ammunition back to where people don't have to do that? I think, you know, there's multiple facets of ammunition, whether it's your, you know, your 22 handgun to yeah. your, um, your sporting clays and to your, oh, what is the, your slugs. Like it, a yeah. lot of it just depends. And I think that they're starting to quote unquote normalize a little bit better now. Um, but I still think that there are some out there that we're waiting from a manufacturing standpoint that's, you know, you, you have it online and, um, okay, this it's due May 1st. Well, you check May 1st and now the manufacturing puts it back to June. Like there are still some hiccups that we're dealing with, um, from an industry standpoint across, especially the firearm and ammo ammunition standpoint. I've done a couple of podcasts with, uh, firearm manufacturers, uh, and ammunition manufacturers on our other one of our other podcasts the flush podcast you know and we've talked about the challenges they face and why and the biggest thing being just the insane amount of volume that increased over covid the new amount of shooters because like five million more guns and five or five million more shooters that they had to keep up with on top of what they were already trying to produce and then people stockpiling and stockpiling instead of saying I'll wait and buy it. You know, they'll just buy. Yeah. So they just, oh, like, yeah. we, we can't just increase volume because our, our factory is already running three shifts. Yep. We're going as, as much as we can. We have to get the, the uh, pieces that go into making every shot shell or, or rifle. And so building a new factory doesn't just happen. You have to get workers for that factory. Right, right. You know, so yes, the demand is there. Will it stay? Um, you know, these are a lot of the things that are going through their minds as to how to get caught up. And, you know, we're three years into this uh, ammunition crisis and it's sort of coming back, but it's not entirely there, you know? Yeah. And yeah. It's it's uh, it's tricky for them to forecast that out. That's for sure. And um, yeah, the hoarding comes to, well, if it comes back in, what's what's my price going to be? You know, that's yeah. why, you know, a lot of people are, are taking what it is, just knowing that there is a high demand, supply and demand go up. So your prices and sure. um, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to level out from a pricing standpoint too um, on those as, items. As far as, you know, a lot of times if people, they're smart buyers today, online shoppers are smart. You can, you can search the name and the model number of a product and get 20 different places to purchase it. So then... How does how does that um, price ultimately get distributed so everyone's on the same page or you can beat them or is that a war that you're always up against? Oh yeah, especially being a um, online retailer. I mean, everyone is your competition, right? Yeah. If they have it and they list it, so there's constantly the the delivering what's the best value to the customer for us, right? We have some perks along the way with our buyers club program stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's competitive. It's very competitive. And when you, and it's up to each retailer's threshold on like, Hey, we're long on this product. So we need to be pretty, pretty short on margin, you know, to get rid of this, or maybe in some cases have a go at a cost. Cause we need to, we need to buy into this, which is 5 million units of back order, you know? So it's just ever changing with the consumer demands and as, as inventory flows in and out and there's glutton, gluttony of inventory, then yeah, that price is probably going to go down if it's readily available and it's going to be a war. 
you know, so it's, it's, it's so, always changing. So one thing that I've noticed and I'm guilty of it too, or I've tried to like understand myself a little bit on the buy, the way I buy or my wife buys or something for household items, things, you know, we do a lot of online shopping and it's a lot on Amazon. And if you research something, you can have like eight different places to buy it. Yeah. But it ultimately comes down, which one do you trust? Yeah. You know, so we always end up going, well, we know we're going to get, the shipping is going to be taken care of. We know it's, if we have an issue, they'll take back whatever a defect might be. Whereas if you're typing in your, um, your credit card information to a place you've never heard of, even though they're selling it and it seems like it's a good deal. Sometimes we would just say, nope, I don't trust that. I'm going to get it. It might be all of a sudden it's four weeks and we're still waiting on it. Whereas, you know, Amazon's going to send it out. If they say it's there, they're sending it, you know, like it's a trusted source. So I assume you are trying to build that up or I know you have with a lot of your customers. Um, but that's a big deal, right? Is to that credible source to purchase this wide variety of gear. Yeah, absolutely. You know, from my perspective, like sourcing product and bringing the best brands possible, you know, that's my part. Megan, she's got her part. Um, and you know, our support team with customer experience, um, Megan, what was the, what was the stat with the customer experience team? Um, so sportsman's guide was ranked number one for America's best customer service award in 2023 for online retailers in the sport well and leisure for hunting and hunting gear and outdoor. So, well yeah, you so know, we, sportsman's guide, you know, if, you know, if it comes to it where you need a customer service, yeah. I mean, sportsman's guide, you know, ranked number one in America for best customer service. We take care Who of our customers. Who ranks that? How do you know that? That was Newsweek. Really? <laughs> Newsweek and Statistica, I think. Yeah. Right? Um, How do they come up with that? I think they do a lot of polling and I think that there are people that work for those companies that act like, you know, or they are customers and then they're like calling and like, Hey, I had an issue with this. How can you help me resolve it? And, you know, kind of go through what it'd be like to work with that company or business when, when having an issue from a customer standpoint. Um, but no, sportsman's guide has, has been tried and true and trusted with their customer service. And even with our shipping, I think, you can order something and have it within two to three business days. I mean, we are fast, quick, efficient, and effective uh, when it comes to shipping. You place an order to taking care of you if there's something that went wrong. Huh. Any any fun outdoor plans that you two have coming up for the rest of the summer that you're looking forward to or anything that you can let us in on, I guess, as far as what people might be excited about in outdoor gear moving forward. Megan, what do you think? I'm trying to think from a personal standpoint. So yeah, I just got back from Canada a couple of weeks ago. I was up there for, for a week, um, doing some fishing. I married into the fishing industry. So my husband and his family are avid fishermen, which helps with, you know, I can have a conversation with Joe and know what I'm talking about and try to understand him a little bit better. Um, Did you marry into the hunting world, Joe? I did not. No. <laughs> no, I'm trying to pass the hunting and fishing world down to my my youngins. And now with it being, you know, we're in mid July already. Archery season out in, um, you know, Wisconsin. I think Minnesota starts the same weekend as mid September. We're about eight weeks out. Um, it's coming fast. It's coming fast. It's getting the dog ready for for bird season. Um, getting moose. Um, his stamina up. He's, you know, he's had a lazy summer, just kind of trotting around the yard or so. Um, so right now for me, it's a prep. It's getting out there. You know, we got trail cams up, put some mineral blocks out, see what's moving. Um, do we want to move some tree stands this, mm-hmm. this summer yet? And then when September comes around, you know, I try to be out, out of the woods from any movement so that the deer can, can get their pass set and, uh, be ready for season. So for me, it's a lot of prep. Are all your trail cams sending pictures to your phone? Yes, I get uh, pictures. It's the best and the worst. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get at 8.30 at night and 8.30 in the morning. Right now, it's just twice a day. Um, we were doing pictures every time something came by. And man, did that drain the batteries out of those <laughs> trail cams, which is a good problem to have because, yeah. you know, it's busy. Um, but yeah, I can see, see what the traffic's like, um, and, and what's, what's coming through, which is, it's exciting. Um, especially as the traffic picks up as seasons coming 
closer and closer, yeah. which is even, which is great. Makes it difficult to work though. That's what I'm saying. You get, you're, you're not oh, productive I, when there's a, no. a 12 point bucket. You yeah. see him walk by, you stand every day at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, from a, I think my trips are pretty much over for the summer from any, um, expeditions. So right now is, yeah, zoning in on hunting and, uh, you know, doing sporting clays once or twice a week after work to get ready to do some upland hunting and then practicing my, my bow every night, every other night to critters don't stand a chance. No, <laughs> no. You, you see what you have to live up. To. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Like, Megan's out there grinding daily to, yeah. to level up. She's, so. she's crushing it. No. Any, any parting thoughts from you, Joe, before you go? Oh, no, you know, for me, the, the summer is just keeping three boys up and running and introducing them to the outdoors. So that's where I've, where I've been at with the five, three and one month old. Um, so just getting them introduced and they're, they're loving every minute of that. But, um, no, um, appreciate you having us on and yeah, no, I, and doing this. this thanks for giving us a glimpse into your world. I'm, Absolutely. I'm always fascinated by the new things that come out and I like your perspective on it. Cause you can speak to just pretty much every brand in the industry there too. I know there's a lot more that we probably could have dug into in specifics as far as, you know, ICAST, I think there's more information about ICAST. If you just search ICAST, they'll probably give you best of show and all these different. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's ICAST.org. ICAST.org. And then obviously people want to shop anything on Sportsman's Guide. It's sportsmansguide.com. And this new gear that we just talked about, Mm -hmm. when does it hit your site? Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you go on our website right now, you'd see probably 30 to 50 items Okay. Um, up from last week's launch. Um, and you're going to see it continue to be um, populated and go live um, through the month of July and into, into early August. Because Crush City isn't available yet. No, I think that's 11-1 ship. So you're going to be waiting a while, but it's up. And if you want to get your hands on it early, um, you know, we have it up available for back order right now as, as well as all the other new Rapala, um and BMC. So Gotcha. And other brands, but we're starting to get some new Daiwa reels. We're starting to get some new Reveros um, that have shipped to us and new um, Predator rods. So they came out, Daiwa came out with a really nice $99 um, Predator rod, which will be great. Um, but yeah, through this fall, I mean, they launch it, they tease it, mm-hmm. everyone gets excited and then they want it now. Yep. And it's, it's pretty sparse out there. You so yeah, but yeah. we're doing our best to make sure it's up for back order for you guys and we'll have it when, when we get it and you'll get it right after that. Sounds good. Appreciate you guys coming in today. Enjoy the rest of your training. And uh, we'll be hunting before we know it. In the meantime, go out and catch a bunch of fish. Absolutely. Crush City. Thanks for having us, Travis. We'll be back on the next episode of the Do North Outdoors podcast. Mm -hmm.